be here today on, uh, on Easy Street, which uh, looks like a pretty cool place to hang out. I'm just going to deal with this with it. And uh, so happy to be able to be in this incredible place here uh, in the beautiful constituency of Calgary Klein at uh, Ursa. And uh, had the pleasure of touring Ursa almost right off the get-go uh, after I got elected almost four years ago and uh, be able to uh, tour Easy Street and, and tour the halls with uh, the executive director, uh, director uh, Pam McGladry, and uh, her, hear her vision uh, for a more inclusive community, a more welcoming community. You know, years ago, there was a policy shift uh, in Alberta uh, to make sure that individuals with, with disabilities were included in a part of our society. And, uh, and w since then, we've made significant endeavors to make sure that individuals with disabilities have a welcoming and safe environment to be able to call home. And I think that we're all uh, the better for it. So thank you to Ursa for all of your amazing work. And uh, as a provincial government and as your local MLA, uh, I'm just so proud uh, to be able to partner with you and uh, partner with you in making our community a better place for everybody. Uh, so thank you again, Pam, and, and your whole team uh, for hosting us here today. Uh, it takes a team, and there's some incredible, uh, beautiful people that do the work here today. Uh, we are a province that is home to tens of thousands of individuals that rely on the provincial government for daily support. We have been proud to take actions that are making life better for the disability community. For example, we have been providing targeted affordability payments to every single individual with a disability uh, that receives AISH or CPP disability. This is on top of our indexation of AISH, which is helping offset the difficult, uh, difficulties of the costs of inflation in our communities. We also recently announced $330 million to support the social sector employees, uh, including the disability sector, to increase and also increase operational funding to help make sure that these supports and the staff that work in this sector are cared for and can put food on their own tables and pay their own bills. This funding is improving the level of retention within the disability sector, ensuring that our staff are compensated properly for the incredible work that they do. I was also glad to expand the funding uh, of $4.5 million to include workers that provide disability care in FASD, brain injury, and other specific support services. I recently held a town hall in my home constituency of Calgary Klein, and I had a constituent come up to me and talk about the challenge, uh, challenges for her in regards to the administrative work around FSCD. Um, this uh, lady had adopted two young people uh, with uh, disabilities and uh, was caring for both of them, uh, but was talking about the challenges of navigating the administrative process to make sure that she could provide that appropriate care and support for her children. To help with this, we have taken steps to cut red tape and make it easier for families to apply for supports and navigate the FSCD program. I know the families relying on these supports will be glad to know that a shorter, easier application process for FSCD is coming in just a few months uh, later this year. While these are just some of the great things that are happening in Alberta to support the disability community, there is, of course, more to do. Over the last uh, six years, demand for PDD support has increased significantly, creating challenges in the disability sector and for families. Our government wants to ensure those in need of supports are able to get access to those supports and have someone there to care for them and to be able to help them navigate and connect within their communities. More than 800 individuals are currently waiting for services, and their families will be glad to know that today 
Help is on his way. We are announcing $240 million to directly support those on the PDD wait list. This funding will go into Alberta's disability sector to help connect more individuals with support, bring more staff online, and address the challenges that we are seeing here today. In fact, we are anticipating that around 500 individuals who have been waiting for services will be able to access supports within the first year. We are so grateful for the collaboration that we have had with the disability service providers like URSA and so many others across this province that do incredible work. Individuals in the disability community are an important part of our strong Alberta, and it is important that we collaborate on every level to support them to meet their needs. And we get better duct tape in the future. Excellent. That's good. Thank you. Uh, so thank you. And uh, I, I was almost done, so that worked out quite well. I'd like to now invite my friend, Andrea Hess, CFO of the Alberta Council for Disability Services, to now come up and say a few words. Thank you, Minister Nixon. I'm very pleased to be here today um, to talk about... Um, these investments that have been made and what they're going to mean for the disability sector. Um, I also want to thank you for the commitment that you have shown while you've been such a short time in this portfolio and we've made such strong um, advances in addressing some of the key obstacles and issues, so thank you. Um, people with disabilities have waited far too long to get the supports and services they need as this wait list has continued to grow. So we are so excited that this funding that is long overdue and will help individuals to be supported and to be fully engaged in their communities is coming. Um, it's also equally important, though, that the system has the capacity to provide these supports and services. So the investments that have been made in addressing the low workforce issues are equally as important, and the investments in addressing wages and capacity issues will help us ensure that service providers are able to expand to bring these individuals into the supports and services that they need. Um, recently, the uh, Seniors, Community and Social Services also supported us at the Alberta Council of Disability Services to address, um, through the development of a comprehensive workforce strategy, what the ongoing, how to address some of the ongoing workforce needs, and we're very excited that that work's recently been completed, and we look forward to working ongoing with the ministry to address those recommendations to ensure that community disability service providers can expand to meet these needs. So again, thank you for all the work that you have done. Um, we know it will make a big difference in the lives of individuals, and we look forward to continuing this work. Um, I'm now going to pass the podium over to Pam McGlattery, the CEO here at URSA, and a member of our ACDS board. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. As stated, my name is Pam McGlattery, and I'm the CEO here at URSA. Today, we are here in appreciation for this government's commitment to disability service professionals. Service for individuals within PDD is very broad. Service can range from a few hours a month to 24 hours per day. The approximate 15,000 disability service professionals across the province support at least 13,000 individuals. 
the announcement today will support families and individuals that are currently on the PDD waitlist awaiting services. Support for people varies according to their needs. Support can mean assisting someone to find a job or maintain employment. Support can mean helping someone to attend post-secondary school. Support means providing personal care, such as assisting someone with bathing or with meals. Support means being alongside someone as they attend a recreation class or participate in activities in the community. Support means securing affordable housing and completing applications. Support can vary from person to person and can change as the individual's needs change. Disability support workers across the province work days, evenings, and overnights. They work 365 days a year. The work is essential to assisting people of all abilities to live a meaningful life. The funding announced today will allow the support to continue for those already in the PDD system and for those on the wait list. Thank you to this government for its ongoing commitment to being a partner and to continue to provide the essential services across the province. Now I would like to turn the mic over to Chantel. Without staff support to help me live my best life, I would have difficulties going out into the community safely, knowing how to advocate for myself and learn living skills, which helps me be as independent as possible. I need my staff. I feel good about myself and my life. Amazing. So that wraps up the formal uh, agenda of today's announcement. We'll now move into media Q&A. Uh, we'll start here in the room, uh, see if we have any questions. Uh, so if you can state your name and outlet. We have a mic over here uh, that we need to, uh, just to make sure it picks up on the stream. If you can state your name and outlet, we'll do a question and a follow-up. Mike Symington, CBC Minister. Uh, why is it important for the whole community that this money is given? Well, how does it build our, our community? Why is it important? You know, I, I think, and I, I talked about this in my speech, but the, the idea of creating a, a more inclusive community and making sure that all individuals in our community can access uh, the community around them, I, I think enriches the lives uh, of all Albertans uh, as uh, our loved ones are able to connect uh, with us within our own communities. So I, I think um, through increased supports for all individuals to be able to access their communities, we're enriched, enriched through uh, the ability to maintain those relationships. Yeah. And um, the woman in white, I forgot your name. Andrea. Andrea. Oh, okay. Hi, Andrea. Mike Simington, CBC. Um, listen, when you hear 800, you know, there's a waiting list of 800. How is this going to help that? And um, how, how much will it shorten that kind of list? Or, or how do we move forward when we have 800 people? And where, how will the money be distributed to aid in that sense? Um, well, certainly we look forward to having more details directly from the ministry about how that money will flow out, but um, 
it really has been an impediment for those individuals who are already eligible for supports and services and have been sitting waiting for them. Um, that's been extremely difficult on them, on their families, and we're losing out on what they have to, to offer our community by being able to fully, be fully engaged. And um, it's just having a commitment that those individuals can get the supports and services that they're entitled to and that they have been waiting for um, will just be so significant. And we also really appreciate the ministry making the commitment to recognize that in order to serve those individuals, we have to increase and support our workforce to be here for them because that's very, very critically important. So the recognition that those things need to go together is just going to be so appreciated by people that have waited so long to get what they deserve and what they're entitled to. So now, will those pro- maybe the minister, but mm-hmm. so will those programs immediately roll out or how will we aid those 800? Like what's the kind of timeline on that? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought maybe you'd know better. Yeah, no, that's okay. I appreciate the question. So uh, we expect that within the first year that we will see uh, 500 people off that wait list served. Uh, We're we're prioritizing based off the length of time that people have been on the wait list to make sure that the people who have been waiting the longest get that service support uh, as soon as possible. Uh, Part of our challenge will be, and and Andrea uh, talked about this, but uh, building capacity within the sector. And uh, so it goes hand in hand, the increased support for addressing the wait list with the uh, wage increases and addressing the labor challenges. Uh, It's going to take time to build that capacity. But you're thinking within the next year we'll we'll see significant improvements? More than half of the list gone within the next year. Yeah. Let's jump to the phones. Uh, Do we, operator, can you put through our first caller? Michelle Belfontaine, CBC. Uh, hi there, Minister. Thanks for taking my question. Um, something that is a little off topic, but still um, in the realm of disability uh, services. Um, Alberta is one of the last provinces to have a Provincial Accessibility Act, and disability advocates are asking the government to take action on this. So I'm wondering uh, what work, if any, have you done on this? Yeah, no, I appreciate the question. Uh, and uh, we are working with our disability advocate right now uh, to explore the concept of um, of, of uh, what, what, what did we just Accessibility say? Accessibility legislation. Accessibility legislation. Sorry, it's uh, early on Friday, Michelle. Uh, sorry, we are working right now with our disability advocate right now to uh, explore the the concept of accessibility legislation. Uh, as we've said, you know, it's really important that we as a community work towards making sure our community is accessible for everybody. Uh, as uh, that will enrich lives of all of us. And uh, so we're looking at that right now. Our disability advocate is exploring this through a report, and I expect to hear more about it soon. Uh, it does have implications and uh, that could be broad-reaching into the community, and so we want to make sure that anything we do as we move forward, that we're broad, uh, broadly consulting with the sector, with uh, the disability community itself, as well as other stakeholders. And do you have a follow-up, Michelle? Oh, yes, I do. Thank you. Um, of course, we have an election coming up at the end of May. Um, if your government is reelected, what kind of timeline would you be uh, seeing um, for such legislation uh, to be uh, introduced? Yeah, I expect a report from the disability advocate uh, early uh, June or July, and uh, then we'll be able to go from there in regards to a timeline. But I think it's something that, again, we would like to explore as, as we already are exploring and uh, to be able to then consult broadly on how we would move forward with this. Perfect. And operator, can you put through our next caller? Quinn Keenan, CTV. Uh, hi, Minister. Uh, my question is in regards to the uh, province, uh, the proposed uh, promised uh, social sector uh, uh, 
wage increases from uh, earlier in this year. Uh, we received an email from a couple of people at the uh, Rayoboth facility here in Lethbridge saying that uh, Rayoboth will not be providing uh, those promised wage increases and instead will be reshaping the, uh, their positions by demoting uh, certain positions and eliminating others. Uh, just what do you make of this and uh, would the province do anything to uh, step in to make sure that these uh, promised wage increases are actually carried out? Yeah, so this is the first time I'm hearing of that. Uh, obviously, would be very disappointed to see any organization that didn't use the funds uh, for uh, increasing wages or compensation in some format. Uh, so uh, more than willing to look into this specific situation and talk to the service provider. And we wanted to make sure these funds were being used to address uh, labor challenges, and we know that a big part of that is, is addressing the wage challenges. And do you have a follow-up, Quinn? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, if you could just maybe go uh, just a little bit into the background of just uh, why these uh, wage increases were promised in the first place and just uh, what made them so important uh, for this government. Yeah, I appreciate that. So before, um, over the last four years, I've been connecting with the disability sector and hearing about the challenges. I think part of what happened uh, when the minimum wage increase took place, uh, oh, I don't know how many years ago, six or seven years ago, what, what didn't happen at the same time was a contract increase for the PDD sector as well as homeless shelter, uh, homeless service providers. And as a result, it put them in a situation where they were competing with, uh, with other uh, you know, vendors for, for employees and uh, having trouble, troubles ret uh, retaining employees. We're also dealing with the significant increase in the cost of living for individuals in our communities as well, and it's put uh, our disability sector um, at, in a bad place in regards to trying to retain employees. So we wanted to do something uh, quickly, uh, and actually, thankfully, the Premier uh, also was on to this and wanted to make sure we responded quickly to addressing uh, the challenges in the disability sector. So uh, we increased wages uh, before Christmas. Perfect. And Operator, can you put through our next caller? There are no other questions on the line at this time. Perfect. Uh, one more check in the room. Any other questions from the media in the room? Awesome. That wraps up today's announcement. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.